Hello everyone and welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host, Rachel V, and I am a femininity embodiment expert and coach. This podcast was created to offer a safe place for women to express themselves, learn, master, and protect their feminine aura. My focus is feminine energy, but I do invite masculine energies and voices to be a part of the conversation. I mean, let's face it, masculine and feminine energies need each other. During this podcast, you will be entertained and schooled by myself and hand-picked guests. I believe it's my God's given gift to the world to show women how to operate highly in their feminine frequency. I hope you enjoy yourself here in this captivating atmosphere I've created for you and for me. Welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. Shari. Hi. <laughs> Silly. Hello. Hello, girlfriend. Hi, honey. <laughs> what's up? What's up, Shari? Nothing. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. Look at this beautiful smile. <laughs> Shari. Yes. So, Shari, yes. tell the listeners who you are to me okay. and who you are, period. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm Sherry J. Um, Rachel and I are good friends. We've been good friends for a couple of years now. Rachel and I met on a girl's trip mm-hmm. and was going to Turks and Caicos. Ah! Definitely a vibe. Um, It was really, really fun. And from there, we established and developed a friendship. I, outside of Rachel, am a serial entrepreneur, Atlanta and Miami-based. I own a plethora of child care centers in the Atlanta area. I'm a business consultant. I am a mentor. And then I'm also a Miami real estate agent. I'm an author. I am really some of everything. Let me give you some claps. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Hey, fems. Welcome back to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host, Rachel V. And as you all heard, I have Sherry with me. Sherry, as she said, she is a serial entrepreneur. She's amazing and I love her to pieces. We bonded on a girl's trip and we have been glued to the hip ever (laughs) since then. Sherry is one of those friends that she gets busy. I don't feel no kind of way because I get busy and we just, when we connect, we just connect and we vibe and it's never a different vibe. Like she's just an amazing friend to me. So Sherry. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being here, girlfriend. Because you're magical. Thank you, girl. Thank you. It's the effects for me. See, I got to step my game up. I definitely need one of these like ASAP because I feel like I ain't doing it right. In my so look, look, look. Shari, first of all, y'all, Shari is a whole rampant in these streets. I just want to tell y'all that. Jesus Christ. 
You drop a little line. What you want me to say? You drop a little line. Oh my god! You got to drop a beat. I can't just bust a freestyle without a beat. You got to beat on the counter. I don't have no beat, dang! All right, we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure this show. I'm gonna drop y'all a little line into it. I do. So Shari, um, so you are now based in Miami. Yes, I am here. Sometimes more than I'm in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I'm like seventy thirty both ways. Seventy percent here sometimes, thirty percent Atlanta, and then. Sometimes it might be the other way around. 70% Atlanta, 30% here. So, mm, yes. I love it. I love it. So, <laughs> tell everyone what your main business is. Okay. So, my main business is child care. I own a child care corporation in Atlanta called the Success Souvenirs Child Care Division, which consists of three primary locations throughout the Atlanta area. And I'm also a silent partner in a few other child care businesses here in Florida, in Tennessee, and in Atlanta as well. So, How you get started? Oh, you know, you told me this before, <laughs> but I love to hear like your mm-hmm. backstory, like yeah. from younger mm-hmm. to, yeah, I love that. So, okay. I want to hear all of that. I okay. want you to tell the listeners the films mm-hmm. every detail okay. that's like really important so they can understand okay so I had my daughter when I was 14 years old and my daughter's side of the family they were into child care so of course in order to make a living to make some extra money I had to work at the daycares uh, my mother and my family wasn't the family that was like okay I had a baby we gonna babysit while you rip and run the streets no they made me be a mom so okay. a part of me being a mom was of course I had to work and working at the daycare centers for all those years up until I got of age, Mm -hmm. it kind of molded me to learn responsibility, to learn business, to learn, you know, customer service, how to care for kids to the point where I hated it. I didn't want to be around nobody's kid, never again in life. (laughs) (laughs) And just, you know, spending a couple of years out in corporate America and just realizing like the differences between what life would be like working for somebody um, and what life could be like owning my own business. Mm -hmm. At the age of 22, I decided to you know, try and step out to be an entrepreneur. So I started saving up my money. And then at the age of 23, I launched my first daycare. So nice. Yes. 23 Mm -hmm. years old and you had your own daycare. Yes, I did. So 23. Yep. It's been uh, almost 14 years now. That's amazing. I started my first business when I was 26. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just looking like, hey, like, We were really like, and you know, kids, when you have kids at a young age, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you more responsible For to sure. me. For sure. Absolutely. And I felt like, I don't know if you felt like this, Shari, but when I had Rache, that that was like, that I had to like put her first. Like, it wasn't no me, go out. I had BG&E mortgage at the time because mm-hmm. I, I had inherited my mom's house and yeah so it mm-hmm. just made me be more responsible so I, I noticed that a lot of people that start their businesses they are moms right at Absolutely. a young age okay yeah. so tell us about when you first started okay and to, like all the way now. now okay I want you to talk a little bit about your mental too okay yeah for sure so when I first started um I knew enough to get started, but not enough to necessarily, you know, jump right off the porch and Mm -hmm. be successful. So I had a lot of bumps along the road. I had a lot of, you know, I know it all or Mm -hmm. I don't want to know it all. I ain't doing nothing. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of um, trials and tribulations and lessons that I learned along the way. You know, at 23, you're still very immature. So while you might be mature enough to take care of a child if you have one or mature Mm -hmm. enough to pay bills, mentally you're still 
not as mature as you probably need to be or should be to run a successful business. So um, it, it really allowed me to grow up fast because it was one of those situations where I had literally put every dollar that I had into opening a business. And so it was either sink or swim. It was right. either I was going to play around and lose all the money I had and end up right back where I was, or I was going to make the, make it work for me. And um, sorry, that's something that I struggled with maybe like the first year of business because I thought I was ready. But then once I got into it, I didn't realize like I wasn't ready, but I didn't have a choice but to be ready or I was going to be a failure. And everybody already thought I was going to be a failure anyway, because really? I had a child at 14. Mm-hmm. You know how it go. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah, no, that's not the option. And so um, from there I began to take owning my first business more serious. I began to take, you know, being savvy with customer service more serious. Mm -hmm. I began to take my craft and my passion more serious, which was at that particular time, the kids, um, you know, being in the classroom, teaching, that was what I loved to do prior Mm -hmm. to me opening my first business. I worked for Atlanta Public Schools as an executive assistant because Mm -hmm. I liked being around, you know, kids and Mm -hmm. I like customer service just that much. And, in the beginning, I had a lot of growing to do. I was yeah. real childish, real immature. You know, I was one of the ones that, <laughs> no, I was, girl. I thought no, I could hang said, out. No, because it's hilarious because mm-hmm. you say that now. You mm-hmm. be like, girl, I'm so childish. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's I'm so hilarious when you say it. <laughs> I think it's so funny. But also, I, I like how you said, like, you made a lot of mistakes. Because people, mm-hmm. I notice, like, nowadays, like, um, like, Instagram makes things look very easy Mm-mm. and no. you see the little, I don't want to say little girls, but um, you see the young adults mm-hmm. think that they just going to jump out there and it's just going right. to be, no, you, you really have to, you got to learn. You have to. You and having a mentor, mm-hmm. having a mentor is so important, but right. I don't think anybody believes in having a no. mentor. You know what? We're so, um, competition driven and so self-sufficient in all the wrong areas we as women that Mm -hmm. the whole mentor thing or coach or leadership thing has kind of gone out the window Mm -hmm. you know everybody thinks that if they're asking for help that means they don't know what they're doing or that means that you know that's them admitting somebody else is better than them or that's them trying Mm -hmm. to be like somebody else or trying to be somebody else not realizing that everybody that is successful has somebody that they look up to of some sort has somebody that they turn to for advice at some you know of some sort Mm -hmm. and this day and age women are so catty and they're so competitive that they feel like turning to somebody else that may already be where they want to be for help mm-hmm. is a negative thing or it's not positive. So right. that is the problem that goes on with mentorship these days is nobody wants to ask for help because right. everybody is ashamed or they think it makes them less than who they are or what they want to be. And that's just not the case. But who are you to be ashamed for asking for help. I mean, and you just getting started. It's the same person that's ashamed because they got cellulite on their legs, but all the other Instagram models don't. It's what you see. You see perfection. Mm-hmm. People teach perfection and people advocate for perfection mm-hmm. when in all actuality, none of us are perfect. But when you have those minds of a 23-year-old like I mm-hmm. once was or of a 14-year-old that just had a child and mm-hmm. they're not you know, mature enough mentally to understand that Everything that they see on TV, everything they see on social media is entertainment. It's not meant to be taken serious. They can't decipher between what's real and what's not. You and I can because we know better and we've been there and we've done that, but they can't. And that's 
the ones that are ashamed, the ones that think perfection is the goal when mm-hmm. perfection is never the goal. So Shari, thank you for telling us mm-hmm. all of that. I loved it. Um, I want to know Shari now, like mm-hmm. fast forward experience, uh-huh. been rolling and rocking for how many years? Uh, it's been almost 14. 14 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many mm-hmm. decades you got now? Three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three that are 100% mine. And y'all, this little bang keep getting in my eye. So just <laughs> if you see the little, my little, just don't pay no attention. The, the string or something got in my eye. <laughs> so Shari, you uh-huh. run that three decades. Mm-hmm. I just seen that you are now a real estate agent mm-hmm. and you, you did your first listing yes i did my first listing. and then what else did you do you did something else um you sold something sold something first listing and you rocking and rolling so i'm rocking and rolling the the love love yeah. department let's talk about the love department oh girl let's talk about it <laughs> so when i first met shari uh-huh. Oh my God. She was just, I thought she was so beautiful. And, you know, we was out on this, on this, on this, uh, where was we at? We was at Turks and Caicos. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So beautiful. And she was just up, she was up doing her Monday motivational, Mm -hmm. Monday motivational speaking and all of that. And I had just went through my whole little situation and we were like talking and going back and forth. And, you know, she had shared with me, like, you know, her and her, what was your boyfriend now? It's your fiance, fiance now. Mm-hmm. That was your boyfriend back then, mm-hmm. right? It's fiance now. <laughs> he was a, a person of, of interest at that per- point. Yeah, he had downgraded at that point. He hadn't he had made it. I don't know what he was. He was just there. <laughs> <laughs> and sure, you know, you had mentioned to me, yeah. like, you know, all right, I don't know if we're going to make it because yeah. I don't know if we're going to make it, right? Mm-hmm. And you was like, you know what? She can have him. Yeah. She can have him. Mm-hmm. And... That that stuck with me because and then when we left the trip, I would call and check on you, see how you was doing, and we would just kind of talk. And you came to mm-hmm. Baltimore to see me, mm-hmm. and we hung out, and you know we really bonded over you know just going through stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know it's always good to have a friend that you can talk to and trust, and they not judge you or right. not take take it somewhere else. Right. Tell us a little bit about your situation now, your your relationship now, and okay. what a little bit about what you guys went through. Um, okay. So now I am engaged. Um, we're together. We've been together now. We've known each other five years and then we've been together like off and on like Mm -hmm. four. Um, he's Miami based. I'm Atlanta based. And that's kind of been the issue in our entire relationship. Of course, anytime you have a long distance relationship and then anytime you have two equally busy, if not, you know, one person more busy than the other, it it's challenging mm-hmm. and you know i'm young and beautiful and then he's attractive. you are <laughs> <laughs> i'm young beautiful successful and then he's attractive and successful and mm-hmm. you know uh, has you know he's done very well right. for himself mm-hmm. and on top of that he's in miami so you right. already know what and it's then hot, i'm in atlanta hot lane. yeah so you got atlanta <laughs> versus miami you get what i'm saying no just hot this hot lane honey but um <laughs> in essence you know it just was difficult it was mm-hmm. difficult to bring his world into mine, my, my mm-hmm. world into his, and really make the decision to make things work. So I think for the first couple of years, it was like mm-hmm. we really, really wanted to do it. And we did it, but mm-hmm. we did it with so many stipulations and so much, like, secrets on, on both ends. You okay. know, like, he doing Lord knows what. And I'm mm-hmm. a good girl. I don't do nothing. So <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. You wasn't doing anything. No, I definitely I wasn't seen- doing 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a saint. saint. So, you know, <laughs> I wasn't doing anything, but it was never really my concern mm-hmm. what he may or may not have been doing. Right. In Miami, because I mean, yeah, I got a million businesses to run. I got mm-hmm. a daughter that's 22. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, everything that I want in life. I, I so I don't. Right. It wasn't just a concern of mine. It's kind of like as long as when you in my face, we're good and, you know, we get along and we love each other. If you are doing something, you better hide it. Mm-hmm. You better, you know, keep it buried. You better mm-hmm. keep it under wraps. And if you don't, that's where the problem comes in. Because at the end of the day, you know, you could live in the same city and state with somebody and they have a whole nother life and you never know about right. it. A person's going to do what they want to do regardless. Mm-hmm. Although I'm in the field and the career of babysitting, I ain't in the field and the career of babysitting. Right, right. Right, <laughs> so right. It's kind of like it's one of those things where whatever you're doing is going to come out eventually. And that's mm-hmm. how I've not only carried him, but every other man. So to answer your question, when it came to this relationship and when it came to that aspect of things, the distance never really scared me because, mm-hmm. again, at the end of the day, a person is going to do what they want to do regardless. And I felt like the same trust that he was, you know, injecting into me being in Atlanta, it was the same trust that I had to, you know, give in return him not being in Atlanta. So what what was what made it difficult? Because you mentioned difficult. So tell us what made it difficult. Just uh, me personally, like, you know, they always think that the woman is supposed to be the one to stop everything that she's doing to make the man's life easier, to move with the man, right. to, you know, be there to support him, to uplift him and I'm literally still knee deep in the process of building my empire and Mm -hmm. knee deep in the process of, you know, getting ready for early retirement, knee deep in the process of making sure that my businesses are taken care of, Mm -hmm. that, you know, the home that I'm about to purchase or have built from the ground up that I'm able to do it for myself or Mm -hmm. the business that I just, the the commercial building that I just Mm -hmm. bought, I'm, I can do that for myself. So Mm -hmm. the challenge was the fact that I was not willing I was able to. I just wasn't willing to stop what I was doing and go full fledged be in a relationship. And then on the other end, mm-hmm. same thing. He wasn't willing to stop whatever it is he was doing to come and full fledged be in a relationship. So we wanted to be together, mm-hmm. but neither one of us was willing to make the sacrifice mm-hmm. to be together. And I think somewhere in that equation, we both said, "Okay, well, I don't want to let him go. I don't want to let her go, right, but right. I ain't, he's not fulfilling my needs, or she's not fulfilling my needs." So, so what did you do? To make it work more in your favor. Because um, I feel like it was like a turn of e- events. Oh, yeah. And then it was just like, it was no more, I'm not fussing, I'm not nothing. It was like something happened where you were like, you know what? Because uh-uh, uh-uh. I feel like women need to understand like yeah. that kind no, of thing. No, for sure. I'm an advocate that a person's going to do whatever they're going to do. And you, mm-hmm. whether you're the perfect person or whether you're the worst person. But one of the things that I did was... I stopped to really care about the things that he said I wasn't doing that he needed or that he wanted. I always heard him and I always knew what he was talking about, but I didn't really, I'm not going to say I didn't care enough. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't a priority for me to adjust to those things because it was just kind of like, this not my husband and Mm -hmm. I don't even, you know, I I was comfortable with him and I wanted to be with him, but I didn't have any desire to change who I was, where I was Mm -hmm. and how I wanted to present myself to him or anybody else. So a major turning point in the situation was when I started to realize that the things that he had told me for so long that he needed that I wasn't willing to give, Mm -hmm. somebody else was. Okay. And that was the turn of events. That was the start of the turn of events. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, I was just like, oh, all right, that's what's up. 
That's what it so, is. <laughs> did that okay? So mm-hmm. okay, all right. So did that make you jealous, or did that make you be like, uh, 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 or did that make you be like, okay, just fuck it, bye, really? Yeah, for absolutely, just bye. With him and anybody else, though, I'm the type yeah. of person like I'm, I'm a very, 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 I'm a hard lover. Mm-hmm. I love extremely hard. Mm-hmm. I'm very loyal. I'm very attentive to whomever <laughs> sure I'm in. Say re- bye. Yeah, I'm in a relationship <laughs> with. But at the end of the day, you ain't never gonna play me. You gonna play yourself. And and because I know what you lose and when you lose me, you get right. what I'm saying? And whether or not I'm doing everything that you would like done or that you want done, it's going to be so many other things that's mm-hmm. going to outweigh what I'm not doing that mm-hmm. if you use that as a scapegoat or, or as an excuse to do what you want to do, that's just what you want to do anyway. So I ain't never going to be the one that's like, oh, my God, no, I'm going to be hurt. Right. But I ain't bye. I know. Because guess <laughs> what? At the end of the day, I don't care how much I hurt or how sad I am. Number one, I ain't. I, I could rock myself back to health, you know. Right, right, I'm right, right. Down for about five or six days, bad <laughs> talking shit, crying. But at the end of the day, as a woman who knows her worth, as a woman who loves herself, and as a woman who has been taught, you got to think I had my baby at an early age, mm-hmm. so I had to adapt to hurt and right. pain and all of that stuff right. really, really quick. So I've been groomed and molded mm-hmm. to always take care of myself, regardless of what situation I'm in. So if you do something that hurts me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to depend on you or the next man to nurture mm-hmm. me back i'm gonna nurture myself mm-hmm. back and then once i come back you gonna have hell to pay you know what's funny mm-hmm. a lot of women don't realize this but when you really take that mindset like she can have them like yeah. really just go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and step over here you go ahead and step over there they real the man realized that's not what he really wanted in the first place i agree not on i mean because l- let's get this straight in a relationship, yes, let's get this straight. Yeah. <laughs> in a relationship, like we just talking about current, but even we can we can attribute this to past relationships. It ain't the first time that you know I done been cheated on, you done been cheated. Up. We all done mm-hmm. been cheated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of a part of being a woman. Right. So in any relationship that I've been in, that's always, always, always been my attitude. Like. I don't have a problem walking away from something that no longer serves me or no longer services me. I'm never going to be the one to stick around and say, oh, if I leave, this person Mm -hmm. wins. So Mm -hmm. now I'll be miserable with this man. But as long as she ain't got it, no. Right. Because I'm going to be honest, most men and women, in my experience and from how I feel, they only want it as long as it's hidden. As long as it's forbidden. Yeah. And as long as it's a secret. That's very true. But when it's no longer a secret and when it's no longer thrilling for them to be lying like they here, but they really over there or lying like they mm-hmm. faithful knowing they got a whole nother relationship. At that point when everything comes to a head and they have to choose mm-hmm. or when they have to realize what they're risking compared to what, what they, they already what have. they already have mm-hmm. that's when it's not fun no more because it's like it's only fun as long as my girl don't know it's only fun as long as both of y'all believe in my lies mm-hmm. I, and that's the uh, you know the insecure part of a man or any human being for that matter so if I'm lying to you and you believe in and when I'm in mm-hmm. your face you oh that's my girl that's my baby mm-hmm. and then I'm lying to this man when I'm in his face and he like mm-hmm. oh and my, my I'm my ego on 10 I'm like I got both of these dudes on like, you know <laughs> but then it's like when he find out about him him, mm-hmm. it's not fun no more because now it ain't a lie I can tell. It's not. And personally, I think everybody should always adapt the attitude. Unless you're married, of course, then it might be a little bit different because at the end of the day, you did make vows and depending on how serious you take your vows or mm-hmm. how committed you are to your marriage, you don't never want to go into something with the mind frame that if some, you know, that person can have them unless 
your push to that point, right. maybe. But in anything I do. When I say somebody that she can have him, mm-hmm. I am not running through the street. I'm not keying no cars. I'm not mm-hmm. sitting out nobody's house. Mm-mm. I am not chasing your ass. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I am not doing it. Like, I, I'm not losing no sleep. I, I'm just not doing it. I just feel like that's just bringing on energy that. It's going to bring you wrinkles. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're going to lose sleep at night. You're not going to be as pretty. You're going to have an attitude. Mm-hmm, for sure. It's just, I'm just, I just feel like it's not even worth it. Like, and I, I feel like I wish more women would take that approach. But I think it's because we had to grow up really, really quick. Yes, yeah. We had to grow up really, really quick. And it's kind of like, as for me, losing my mom mm-hmm. so young, I, I, I can disconnect. Right. I can disconnect. But you know what? The thing about women and disconnection and Mm -hmm. making the decision that they're not going to do all those things that you just mentioned, that's something that happens over time. And it's not just when it comes down to another woman or it's not just when it comes down to infidelity. You could be with somebody and they may be the most faithful, loyal person in the world, but they might be doing other things that you just really, really, really can't stand. Yeah. You know, they could hang out in the club every night or they could Mm -hmm. have a severe drinking problem or a Mm -hmm. drug problem Mm -hmm. or, you know, they can't keep their their eyes to themselves or Mm -hmm. whatever the situation is. And there always comes a point where you've just had enough of whatever it is that they're doing where you finally be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm tired. But I feel like overall, a person should never have to chase or beg for what belongs to them. And I think that was a major turning point in my relationship, like it got to a point where I'm not going to say that I stopped caring, but I started showing I'm not playing with you. I'm, I'm not playing. I feel like if a person know that you play, even with little kids, yeah, men are like little kids. Some women are too, because I'm a little childish too. You play a lot. Yeah. Like, I play a whole lot. <laughs> you I'm play a lot. <laughs> no, but seriously. So it's like a kid. If, if you tell them, you know, no, don't go in there and we're not eating candy today, mm-hmm. so stay out the candy mm-hmm. jar. And then they go in the candy jar, and then you give them a little tap on the hand, and then, you know, they probably sneak in eating the candy, and you see the candy jar going down every single day, mm-hmm. but you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So you've at some point trained them or you've taught them that even though I'm saying don't go in the candy jar, I really don't mean it, and there aren't going to be any consequences or, you know, nothing's going to happen to you if you keep going in that candy mm-hmm. jar. So they, they're not... Mama just childish. Mama playing. Right, she right, just right. want fuss. She just want and fuss. And a lot right. of women do like to hear themselves talk. They right. like to tell, you know, men or even employees or whatever, I'm going to do this if you keep doing this. And mm-hmm. then they talk, 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 talk to the point where the person's not even scared of the threats that they're making anymore because mm-hmm. you've made so many threats and you've never acted on mm-hmm. them that it's kind of like, what you, she ain't going to do nothing. She ain't going to wear or he ain't going to wear how it goes. Mm-hmm. And again, it got to a point with me where I was like, you know, it may not have, may not have even been cheating, but it might have been little stuff that he was doing. And I'm like, this nigga trying me. Like, yeah. you think I'm playing. Yeah. And it got to the point where I didn't have to fake and show him I wasn't playing. I really wasn't playing with his ass no more. I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? Bye. And I meant it. And it wasn't because I didn't love him. It wasn't because I didn't want to be one of him. It was just the point that you're not going to play in my face. You know, yeah. I don't know who face you're going to play in, but you're not going to continue to play in my face. And even though nothing was in my face, it was the things that I that would come around. You know, it could be it true, be it not true. And it was the things that eventually kind of came up and came to the light where I was just like, no, nah, I'm not, no, nah, I'm, I'm like, you, you got the right bitch. You, you got the right, language. no, I love it. No, nah, because it's like, <laughs> I like to play games. Like, I, however far you want to go, I'm going to go that far. I'm going to go that far too. But 
<laughs> I'm also the type of person that my integrity is everything. My morals are everything. Mm -hmm. My ethics are everything. And my business is a very, very big part of my life. My mm -hmm. image is a very, very big part of my life. So I'm never going to stop what I'm doing when I'm making my coin to build mm -hmm. businesses or to build houses or mm -hmm. whatever to come and, and, and take mm -hmm. away the positive energy that I'm putting into something that is going to be successful to mm -hmm. come run behind and play with you and see who you doing or what you doing and how mm -hmm. you doing it. That's mm -hmm. just not me. And I feel like um, at the end of the day I never really took the time out to put the energy into what may have been going on in a whole nother city right. and state because right. I got my own now if I'm a housewife mm -hmm. or something yeah I'm probably yeah. you know I can't say what it would you be you ain't like, have a lot of time when you I had that type yeah. of time but what happened you know that good old COVID-19 hit and then I think we all had a little, a little time right <laughs> COVID-19 slowed everything, everything down. down. And then, you know, when you have no choice but to sit down and be faced mm -hmm. with, you know, mm -hmm. I think COVID-19 made a lot of people grow up too and it made them realize, what do I want out of life? You know, if right. something was to happen right now, who do I want to be stuck with? Who do Associated I want to be? Associated with? Yeah. Who do I want to be around? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, if something happens to me, who has my back? You know, if my checks start, stopped coming in right now mm -hmm. because of a natural disaster or because of a world pandemic, you know, who has my back? Who's going to be there mm -hmm. for me? Or who do I want to quarantine with? And who, and you think, but listen, girl, things. the pandemic, uh, birth relationships that, that wasn't supposed to be. The pandemic <laughs> did a lot of things. Girl, it did a lot. It did a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, a lot of stuff. So, um, what you stepping on? What, what did you pour? Snoop Dogg. Okay. How you like your wine? It's called Snoop Dogg. No, that's what oh. we call it. <laughs> oh, why y'all call it Snoop This Dog? is Cali Red. Mm. Do you like it? It's good. It's good, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that is Snoop Dogg. Cal it's Snoop Dogg, but we don't, it's not called Snoop oh. Dogg. It's called Cali Red, but it's one of my favorite, okay. favorite wines. So shout out to Cali Red. Let's toast. Yes, I, I, I'm always drinking. It's like one of my favorite. Delicious. Okay, so good. shy. Mm -hmm. Now we have this proposal. Mm -hmm. We have this, you know, wedding that we're going to be planning <laughs> soon. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. you was a big ass planner. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So tell us about that. You know, honestly, during the entire time that we've been together, the goal has never changed. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. I'm not an angel. You know, we just talking about one side of things and yeah, we're going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, my yeah. side, which again, yeah. I'm innocent. I right. never do anything. So, but no, I really don't. No, I get it. I, I, I get it. An angel. Get it. No, but seriously, like, um, that's always been the common goal. So one thing about it, two things for certain people. People do make mistakes. I've made mistakes. People make mistakes. And overall, I don't feel like the things that he's done or I've done was enough to say this is somebody that I want to walk away from and not even be associated with. Okay. And so once we got on the right page or once things took a turn for the better, we just picked up where we left off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We picked some of the things that you know, I felt I needed to change not only for him, but even if, you know, things don't work out with he and I and I go get me somebody totally different. This is now a part of who I am as mm -hmm. a woman mm -hmm. and same thing, vice versa with him. And so with those things, you can begin to talk about serious marriage, you know, goals and what you're going to do moving forward and how you're going to work marriage into union, you know, coming together as mm -hmm. a union. So mm -hmm. I don't I mean, at the end of the day, at this point, I'm the hold up. I'll say that much, but it's only you're the because, hold up, yeah, I, but not in a negative way. It's mm -hmm. just that I'm one of those people I get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the same way I was comfortable with being in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like, well, you here, you'll be all right. You ain't going nowhere. It's like mm -hmm. now it'll happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, I don't I don't feel like being married solidifies 
us or mm-hmm. puts a stamp on what we have. Well, you guys are really close. We're really close. Y'all are really close. We're y'all real close. Y'all, it's where one is, yeah. that's where the other. Y'all are really, really close. Yeah. I think I... When I do decide to get married again, mm-hmm. I I want us to be so close that it does not even matter. Right. Like, yeah. Right away. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even, like, I'm not, tr- like, you're not, I know you're not going right. anywhere kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah, you guys are really, really close. I, I also kind of think, too, like, I don't want to be so focused on having a marriage mm-hmm. that I lose sight of the things that I really do want in a companion or right. in a man. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to just be able to say, oh, a lot of people just take pride in saying my husband. Right. They do. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I'll probably forget to say my husband. You Because, you know, I'd be having 21. <laughs> th- I'd probably be like, wait. No, no, but seriously, I want to, before I, you know, just make that lifetime commitment because anybody I, I would go into a marriage with the expectation that it would be a lifetime commitment before I make that lifetime commitment I want to you know be able to say that with authority be able to say it like I mean it and know that it's not just a facade or it's mm-hmm. not just something I did because it was a habit or just because I was comfortable with somebody like mm-hmm. I want to be able to walk down that aisle sign those right. sign those papers and make those vows knowing that this is the person that is for me. I don't care if we've been together 10 years. I don't care if we've been together 20 mm-hmm. years until you are convicted mm-hmm. in your heart that that's mm-hmm. the person. And I'm not saying right. I'm not convicted in my heart, but what I'm saying is I already feel it. It's there and it will happen when organically, when it's, when supposed, it, when it's to supposed to happen. I don't yeah. need nobody pressuring me and I'm not going to pressure anybody. There mm-hmm. will come a point in time in my relationship where we will make the decision to become husband and wife. And it won't happen a minute sooner. I'm okay with that. I love that. I'm okay with that. So you're not, you know, most people operate from a timeline. Mm -mm, And you're not operating from a timeline. I love that. Because I can't even keep up with, you know how many timelines, like for real, for real, I got. Girl, I can't keep up with no timeline. If I was keeping up, I was reading something today and it was like, I'm 30 with no kids. Just started my career, something else. And I was like, dang. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, I'm not thinking about right. way I'm not <laughs> what I need to be doing at, at this age. Right. It's just like, I, I want women to know that it's okay. It and is. It's, it's the time. If we delete that timeline, mm-hmm. we won't be rushing to make no, bad decisions. Seriously. Or rushing or saying something like, or doing something like, oh, I've been with this person for so long, I might as well. You know? Mm-mm, no, that'll never be an option. Like yeah. with me having a 22-year-old daughter, I think it's important that I be as genuine and transparent in this relationship, even previous relationships where I've been through things so that she can understand every decision that I make. To be honest, how I'm 37 now, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would just now be taking a relationship serious. Only because it's so much building that you can do when you're not held to the restrictions or the expectations of a relationship mm-hmm. or the restrictions or the expectations of, you know, a mate or a partner. And that's on both ends, you mm-hmm. know. So it's mm-hmm. so much exploring and so many things that you can do without handcuffs Mm -hmm. or without being boxed in because I don't care who you are if you're a person like me that loves the way that I love once you commit to somebody even if it's not a marriage Mm -hmm. you take on everything almost that they feel is right Right. that they think is okay Mm -hmm. and then you begin to not necessarily change yourself but you may change your ways to Mm -hmm. make the puzzle fit the way that it's supposed to fit and Mm -hmm. then vice versa Mm -hmm. and at that point now it's an obligation and now it's like oh 
he can't leave me because I've made all these changes. Right. So how the hell he think he just going to up and leave and mm-hmm. I've given you my whole life or vice versa. She ain't going nowhere. I don't bother this. I am done all that. Yeah, I spent all this money. Right. And then at that point you become obligated to a person mm-hmm. that you may not even want to be with just based on all the things that you've right. done for them that you ain't have to do. It's a choice that you made. Right. So it's like going back to what I was saying, I feel like at 37, I probably would just now be like, I might need somebody, you know, I probably would just date. And Mm -hmm. when I'm lonely, maybe call somebody, go to dinner Mm -hmm. or maybe go on a trip Mm -hmm. and entertain. But building and growing at the rate that I build and grow and how successful my businesses have have become. Mm -hmm. I just think of all of the distractions along the way that Mm -hmm. relationships and not this relationship, because I'll be honest. Even though we've had our ups and downs, this relationship has been way more positive than it's being negative on both ends. You get what I'm trying to say? The things Mm -hmm. that this man has brought into my life, the level of love that he displays, the type of person that he is, is unmatched. Mm -hmm. And so it's been positive, but be it him or the next person that might have been just like him, Mm -hmm. I would have still taken that time to build myself up so that when I do get into a relationship, I am off the rip able and ready to give mm-hmm. myself to a person and not feel like I have to choose between building up, you know, my empire and being successful mm-hmm. or being in a healthy and successful relationship. That's how I feel. That's a good point. I love how you said focusing on yourself and building yourself up yeah. so that you can be ready. But a lot of people don't do that. Mm-mm. They just want to be in a relationship, train, wreck and all <laughs> not focus on building themselves, which I highly recommend to everybody. For like, sure. You want to make sure that you are in a position where you feel comfortable to receive someone else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a no brainer to me, but a lot of people don't know. No, you got to be in a position where you're comfortable to receive somebody else because whatever insecurities you have, whatever issues you have, you're mm-hmm. going to project them on that person because it's the closest person to you, vice versa. They're mm-hmm. going to project it on you because you're the closest person to them. And it's like, if you, you know, aren't comfortable with anything in your life, mm-hmm. it's going to show up and it's going to be apparent or mm-hmm. You know, if you are really, really trying to make a relationship work, but you know you need to be at your business 24-7, it's going to show up in some type of way. Right. And I just feel like you got to be in a position in your life where you can really give yourself to a person. I mean, where you have already accomplished the things that you need to accomplish before you can give yourself to a person. And then it's kind of like you can't be mad or you can't expect for a person to be an angel or you can't expect for a person to, you know, not fall short to things when they expect one thing from you, but you ain't trying to give it to them. Okay. And you've made it clear. Well, listen, sis, I want you to tell me a little bit of advice about long mm-hmm. distance because oh, I need to know <laughs> long distance relationship advice. My advice for long distance relationships. Is and stop. can it, can it work? Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It could work. Mm-hmm. Like even now I'm not as long distance, but I'm still long right. distance. And It can work, but you got to stay connected with that person. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't never, like me, I'm cute, I'm sexy, I'm, you know, wealthy, I got a couple dollars, I got my own stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So, in my egotistical ass mind, it's kind of like, yeah, he'll be a damn fool to be doing anything else. And Mm -hmm. then you begin to be comfortable with all of the things that you are, Mm -hmm. not realizing that all the things you are may not be fulfilling the needs of Mm -hmm. this other person. Mm -hmm. So, don't get too comfortable with everything that's great about you that you feel like, a person would be stupid to let you go. Now right. that they got you, you just, in your mind, you feel like, oh, he ain't doing nothing. Right. And you don't have to do anything because he got you and he should just be so grateful and glad to have you that 
he would be a damn fool to be doing something because he got you, but he still wants you. Mm-hmm. He don't want you away from a distance. And mm-hmm. so you got to stay connected to your partner. You have to, um, you know, never get too comfortable to where you feel like your presence isn't an issue. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's been two weeks and you know, it's been two weeks and you got needs too, but we as women, we can put our needs to the side and be like, girl, I'm, I'm, you. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So I might want to. <laughs> no, I mean, needs like, you might want to cuddle with somebody, mm-hmm. but cuddling is not more important to you than making sure them 20 appointments that you have tomorrow that need mm-hmm. their hair. You yeah. know, that's going to be more important. As bad as you may want to cuddle. Yeah. It doesn't negate the fact that you got stuff to cuddling. do. I love cuddling. Cuddling yeah. is amazing. It's amazing and you it. love it, but you love making money and being able to pay your bills too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you have to understand that even when you're from a distance, the minute you disconnect from your partner, they can still love you. They can still want you and they can still adore you, but you're not connected. Mm-hmm. So how do you plan to elevate if y'all not connected? Right. Gotta stay connected. So what's some what's some ways that a, a long distance mm-hmm. someone that's in a long distance relationship can stay connected? They have to see each other. Like all that going two, three weeks and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, after you remove somebody out your everyday, like it becomes out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. and then you begin to do things out of habit. You're gonna call every morning because that's the right thing to do. You're going right. to call at night. It's the right thing to do. You're going to check in during the day. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But you ain't doing it because you really want to do it. It's a habit. Right. But that person ain't really knowing your aura and energy. And then when you start being around and you might be like, damn, I really need to be doing this. But I right, got to right. do this because <laughs> I ain't seen them and I want to hear. So ways to stay connected is that person needs to become a part of your routine. Mm-hmm. So if you know that you need to be wherever you live mm-hmm. for three or four days. Mm-hmm. The same day that the same way that you're going to leave where he is to go make sure that your business is taken care of. You need to be willing to leave your business to go make sure that your man is taken care of or mm-hmm. go make sure that your woman is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to make that person a priority. You hear that, ladies and That's gents? That's my opinion. If you are in a long distance relationship <laughs> and you want to make it work, you have to stay connected. You have to practice staying connected and making sure that you and that person still See each other on a regular basis and not even just see each other but it's like when you get around each other it's like now you're so tired because you've been working all week but you mm-hmm. done made the sacrifice to come see but now you don't want to do nothing you don't want to mm-hmm. put on no clothes you don't want to go out to you know have an intimate evening or you don't mm-hmm. want to do anything like that because you're so tired and he need to just be happy you came <laughs> Yeah, you better be glad I came because I'd really rather be in my bed getting ready for work the next morning. And now you have that added. And on both ends, dudes, Mm -hmm. too, it's kind of like, man, I got to go. But dudes, I think if you tell a dude that you long distance and you be like, baby, I need you. It's time. You know, nine times out of ten, it ain't going to be a burden to them. They're going to be on the next thing coming because they're going to be on the next (laughs) With women, like, it's, it's just not a priority when you got other stuff that you working on. But if you want your relationship to work and, you know, you want to increase the chances of potentially having, you know, a person that's always connected to you. And before they do something crazy, that ain't going to stop them from doing that crazy. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at least they don't get so carried away with it to where it's like, well, she don't care. Why should I? Or he Mm -hmm. doesn't care. Why should I? So you got to stay connected when you see your man and when you see your woman, if you ain't seen them in three or four days or you ain't seen them in a week, 
I don't care how comfortable you are, how busy you are, put on some clothes. You mm-hmm. know, be sexy. Dudes, come smelling good. Get off mm-hmm. the plane. Make sure you have your hair cut and make mm-hmm. sure you, you know, have some flowers or have a, some type of evening plan. Don't be like, okay, what we finna do? What I ain't we seen do? you in a week and you don't know right. what we gonna do. <laughs> like, I done left work and flew all the way down here to Miami and you, you live here. I don't live here. What you mean? What we finna do? What, what do you have planned? so it was like those types of things you got to stay connected to the person that you may potentially be with for the rest of your life and the minute the moment that you disconnect again it doesn't mean that you fall out of love but you're disconnected and it takes a lot to reconnect with a person it takes so much to reconnect with a person and I feel like if you really love that person if you really want to be with that person then staying connected will always be a priority and you have right. to check it before it gets out of line so shari a little mm-hmm. birdie told me that the valentine's day gala mm-hmm. is around my birthday time mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to figure this out because you know i'm coming mm-hmm. to this fabulous amazing oh, event yes. mm-hmm. absolutely that i do not want to miss so we need to talk about the gala okay let yes. me just say before you even say something i just want to say films this gala is so exclusive, yes. so luxe, <laughs> so well put together. It is an amazing event. Yes, it is. Ama- it's a ma- so it is a magical event. It is. It really is. Um, it was created, founded, and curated by me. Every detail of the event I uh, put together from the awards part to the plated dinner to the gala aspect of it to the exclusivity of it from the fact that you do have to fill out an application to attend. And that is because I want for women, like-minded women, business-minded women, or women who are trying to be business-minded women, those are the type of women that I want to patronize this event. Those are the type of women that I want together under one roof. And we don't have anything like that. You know, everything we have is so competitive. So, excuse me, I chose to honor and recognize industry leaders, you know, who's making noise, who's a positive influence in their community, in their respective industry, and who is it that can motivate other women to be the best that they can be, to shoot for the stars, you know, shoot for the moon, however you want to say it. And the Valentine's Day Gala was created specifically for women who want to empower and motivate other women. It is an evening of the utmost luxury. Um, If any of you guys out there know me, you know when it comes to luxury, when it comes to top notch, even though I'm a very humble individual, my mind is like very, 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 very luxe. I love nice things. I, I am surrounded by nice things. I have nice things and anything I do, I don't just say, okay, well, let me get a couple of dollars and I'm going to down, you know, I'm going to use the money and then just give the bare minimum. Everything I do, I go, Listen. oh God, it's it's insane. I was so amazed by this event (laughs) and I didn't been to a lot of events. I didn't been to a lot of exclusive, you know, venues and things like that. This sis, you outdid yourself, sis. You know what? I like to outdo myself. Uh, More so so because it kind of shows people that it's possible, you know. I'm not like any type of, you know, super rich celebrity or none of the above. I'm just a, a regular human being, a genuine woman who wants to show other women that when you really put your mind to something and then when you're really dedicated to something and passionate about something, the results that can come from it. You know, a lot of people feel like you have to be somebody already to mm-hmm. make noise. Right. You don't have to be somebody already to make noise because you're already somebody. You know, you don't have to meet the societal standards of being, you know. Right. Right. Uh, 
somebody that has millions of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers. All you got to do is be you. And there's somebody out there that's going to relate to you. There's somebody out there that's going to feel you. There's somebody out there that's going to say, I can identify with what this woman is going through. I can identify with what she's bringing to the table. And from there, that's where the magic happens. You just got to find your audience and you got to find people that's willing to, you know, rock Rock, with you. Rock with you. So Shari, tell them when the event is 2022. 2022. So for the 2022 event, it is going to be January the 29th in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm working on all the magnificent <laughs> details. The website is www.thegalentinesdaygala.com. The social media is at the Galentine's Day Gala. And when you go to the page, you're going to see how we did it. And it was, <laughs> it was a really oh, nice. It was nice. So Shari, tell the mm-hmm. fems where they can follow you, okay. where you are, you sure. know, all of that jazz. So you can follow me on Instagram at, at Sherry J. Lovely, S-H-E-R-R-I-J. Lovely. <laughs> My website is www.successsouvenirs.com. That is, of course, the name of my business. And yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm around. I am me. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, these effects. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> you love it. Well, Shari, thank you so much for being You're here. Films, thank you for another great episode with Shari J. Hello. I hope you guys learn some things. If you guys want to tune in or send in questions, you can text me at 305-614-1916. Again, that is 305-614-1916. And this concludes another episode of Femininity. Thanks. You're Wasn't welcome. that fun? It was very fun. I hope to be back soon. That was so much fun. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. We're going to see you again soon. Yes. We got to make sure we cut it up. Okay, and I'll see y'all at the gala. I know, the gala is going to be so Go on and submit your applications. (laughs) All right, good night, ladies.